There is only one voice of town view. What's up? This is the weekend. I'm Travis Scott. This is Drizzy. Trust me, at the top it isn't lonely. KSBM Radio. Hi, welcome back to KSBM Radio, the voice of Tomview. I'm Mr. Penguin, and I'm joined with. I'm Chloe. I'm Judge. I'm Cherry. And I'm Billy. To get things started, let's talk about our Thanksgivings. My Thanksgiving was pretty fun, actually. I went over to my aunt's house in Austin, and she had, like, a bunch of games. It got really competitive, and there was some good food. How about y'all's? Well, for mine, we didn't do anything as fun as last year's, I would say, but we just made a bunch of food, and then we just watched Christmas movies for the rest of the night. Um, mine was pretty small. Uh, we didn't really, we didn't really do much. I just had about six people over. And a small meal. N- nothing like the other Thanksgivings. My family had a small dinner. Uh, and a few days later, we visited our my cousins. It was nice. Uh, my Thanksgiving was great. Um, I went to go visit my sister. We had a nice meal. And after that, we slept over. It was all pretty interesting Thanksgivings. And to transition from this, we should talk about some updates about school. To begin with, um, December 1st are when new student applications for 2021 and 2022 will open. And on January and on January 31st are the la- is the last day for any new students that want to come and join any DISD magnet schools. So just to clarify, after December 31st, people can't join any magnet schools, not just uh, the School of Business and Management? Yes, this will be found on the Dallas ISD on website. And I see on the calendar, it looks like the start dates are on the ninth or the eighth through the eleventh. Um, I don't know, but like I don't normally study for the stars, so this is a little bit, I guess, weird seeing it how it's right before Christmas break. But um, I don't know if uh, that's going to have an impact on anything, you know. The star test, are we going to take it, like, at, at home, or we got to go to school? Like, for those who, like, uh, attend online school. I mean, I know some. I mean, first of all, I think not everyone is taking star test. It really depends on your classes. But I know they were saying, like, they still have to figure that out because, I mean, if we're going to – some people are taking the – I know it depends what the classes you're taking. Some people have also chose to take the star test at the start of the second semester. So, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people do travel during winter break. And I know a lot of people are being precautious about not going back to school or doing at least virtual for the first month back, just in case anything happened or anyone traveled and caught anything. So I would say that's still in the works, you know? I don't think they have anything pretty assured. I'm definitely, I don't feel comfortable going back to school to take the, the star test. So if it's not online, I don't think if I have a star test to take, I'm going to take it. Uh, do we, do y'all know what uh, classes you are taking star tests for? I don't. Last year I had an English one, but I don't know if I have one this year. Because all I know of is that we have a EOC for a push, but that's about it. Well, I'm not too sure about the star situation, but I do know I'm excited for winter break. It will start December 18th, and it will be ending January 4th. Yeah, I think that's a much-needed break for everyone. It just feels like we've been in school for a long time, and we haven't really had a break, even though we just got over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm always excited for a break from school. So that's the end of this introduction. We'll see you right back after this short break. We will be right back with more great conversation. Stay tuned to KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. Hey, welcome back. And this is our Hot Topics. Should President Trump pardon Julian Assange and Ed Snowden after he pardoned Michael Flynn? So Michael Flynn is a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant General. 
and basically he pleaded guilty twice to lying to the FBI, and he was recently um, pardoned by Trump. Okay, so some background information on Julian Assange. He's an Australian editor and publisher. He's also a hacker. He was the founder of WikiLeaks in 2006. His company, WikiLeaks, uh, came to the attention back in 2010 when it published a series of leaks by the U.S. Army intelligence analysis. Um, so it would basically post leaks of things like military records and other classified information. And Ed Snowden, or also known as Edward Joseph Snowden, he's an American whistleblower. He was in the Central Intelligence Agency and a subtractor. He copied and leaked highly classified information from the National Security Agency in 2013. He also leaked information on how the U.S. was planning to collect information on every text, call, and email that were sent. Therefore, global mass surveillance he there shared his information with reporters. That's something like you would hear or see from a movie or a comic. I, I personally think there's a lot of problems with the hacking. Because although I know it's like, I guess, information that the American people would like to know. I'm not sure we want everybody knowing it, like Russia or North Korea. So I do think that's a little bit, uh, that's, that should definitely, you shouldn't be part of for that. That that's true because like it shows like there's something wrong with the U.S. and then the other countries like oh something's wrong maybe we should infiltrate or well, everyone's freaking out about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's weird that someone from the U.S. government is fine with their information being leaked basically by pardoning him. That's what they're saying. Yeah, out of yeah. all of that, oh, you could go. Oh, thank you. Um, I had also seen um a video over how I was talking about how Ed Snowden claimed that he was scared to come back to the U.S. because he felt that he was going to get killed. But he says that he believes in what he did because what he did was um, he basically leaked the papers where it said that the U.S. government was going to start keeping, like, collecting information basically on every person's, like, texts, their calls, their emails, anything. They were going to have, like, a global mass surveillance. And that's why he felt it was his, I don't know how he would say it, it was on him to share that to the world to tell people that they were being watched 24-7 when they thought they weren't. Yeah, like, I know, like, he did expose the government from doing something wrong, but at the same time, he shouldn't just be pardoned off like that because he still did hack into the government, so she should, he should have some consequences from that. Yeah, and also, I think, like, okay, of course it's, the moral thing to do or i say moral but i mean you probably take off some time for him telling the truth if you're the judge but i mean if i'm the u.s government i'm gonna make an example out of him showing that this shouldn't be done again you know yeah yeah and it also shows oh sorry it's okay it also shows that like our security isn't as great as it should be so i wonder if after he like hacked in or something they made they made changes to that. Um. Uh, actually, um. Former President Obama did. He did. He did, he appointed a review panel that criticized the NSA, like collection of the data of all Americans, and he appointed that to like to stop. Well, I believe that um Ed Snowden should be pardoned because he did give the American people like a little more insecurity, which is good because now we know that the NSA. FBI and CIA, like they're watching us, watching us on our phones every day, on our laptops, or anything that has a camera in general. And yeah, he should be pardoned because I mean he was a great asset for the U.S. and I think it's better for us to have him on our side because if he's on Russia, he, right now he's staying in Russia, and if he stays over there, he could probably join them. And he already knows a lot of information of the U.S., so I think they should pardon him. That's true. That's, that yeah. I agree with that too. Yeah, like, I yeah, think, like, Oh, no, no, I continue. That's like a catch twenty two right there too, because I mean, just like you said, um, it's like he's in Russia, so he can say like, "Oh yeah, um, you know, he used to work with the CIA, so he basically knows a lot of things," which he could just easily tell them for like, he's like, "Okay, if I let you know this and this, you know, you give me protection in exchange or something like that." And if you were to come back to the U.S., I think he could also be more help resourceful because he does know a lot of things already. And I think learning from his mistakes 
he could also do some good, but that's really just a what-if situation. To transition to Julian Assange, an Australian born has been charged under the U.S. 1917 Espionage Act, which is one of the first to be used. And to elaborate on the Espionage Act, is basically someone containing and obtaining, someone attaining information from a national-based government and using it, using it against the United States. Oh. It's like it's very interesting because like, it's like he was literally the first one to be for this act to be used. Yeah, like was he the reason that this act was made? Maybe. So what is this? Uh, like, what's your sentence if you get this act? Your sentence? Yeah. So, like, if you're charged with this in court, what, like, how many years do you have to spend in jail? I don't know about that, but I've, the punishment is real. Like, the government will like they'll always be on you, but I think it's like around like twenty years. 20 years in prison, something like that. Well, um, for, well, um, for Sanjay, he got, like, over 100 years in jail. So life, basically? Yeah. Basically life, yeah. Which, like, it's crazy. Like, he, what he did to the government was to, like, expose it. Expose them for what they were doing and how they were mistreating and handling um, Iraq and Afghanistan. The Iraq and Afghanistan war. Yeah, I don't think he should be, like, I don't think he should be punished that much because it was kind of, they did that. So, what do you guys think? I mean, think? like, I know they did it, right? And I know it's wrong, but you know, this has a big ripple effect, you know? Because if he exposes this, then the trust, our trust in the government is going to be even more divided and, you know, just in the future, we're not going to be able to trust them with things. Like, we have a COVID vaccine coming out. Are we going to trust them that this vaccine isn't to harm us or to have some other sort of motive? You know, this creates a lot of distrust between the people and the government. But if the government is not to be trusted, then what's really the point of trusting them? You know, like, if they can't be completely honest about things, why should we trust them? Don't. Yeah, the people have a right to know about these things. But at the same time, like, he did, he did it, like, he went into, he exposed them. And it shows a lot of our government. And he should have consequences for this, because no one can just do that. You know, like, if it was anyone else across the, uh, out of the country, they would have been punished harder and... So I don't think he, like, shouldn't be... He should be pardoned, but I don't think he should go out without any consequences. I agree with that. I don't think his punishment should be that extreme, but I also don't think he should just be able to get away with hacking the U.S. government because that's something that people shouldn't do. Uh, Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I was just thinking because, you know, he did this, right? You know, it's just like the same thing with Big Brother and how we found out the FBI was watching us. And now we have the this thing about where um, the U.S. government is doing bad things to the over in Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, what happens when, okay, first, obviously, the people don't trust the government. And second of all, what happens when our structure collapses, you know, because the people in the government are at this distrust. What happens if, I don't know, someone like Russia tries to attack us and we don't have a system or we don't have anything to defend ourselves because of this? So I I do think it was right for us to know, but I don't think it was, he was in the position to give us that knowledge or that information. Maybe it just says something about the government should work a little bit harder to gain the trust of its citizens so that we don't just need a random guy to hack them so that we can know what's going on. Yes, it is very unfortunate how we had to find out about that, but it I guess it did serve as a wake-up call. Yeah, yeah, it did, because um, immediately after this was published, um, President Obama had immediately talked to... He has a trial on January 4th, where it depends on like, whether he should be pardoned or not. Because currently, 
he stays at the UK high security um, Bell Marsh prison. And he has been, and also he's been going through a four week trial since September 7th. Since September 7th. So he's on trial right now? Okay. No, no, he's, he's waiting, waiting right to now. go on trial. Because so he hasn't been, yeah. I guess, charged with the crime of espionage yet? No, he has. He has oh. 17 charges. Well, that's unfortunate. So the reason he has his trial is because they want to add more charges. Oh, okay. So the trial isn't for the Espionage Act, per mm-hmm. se. It's for other charges. Yeah, like it was okay. um, hacking-related. Because they now want to add hacking-related charges, which wasn't originally, could be charged okay. before. I think they should add the hacking charges. But I think he should be pardoned from other charges. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, he should be, uh, yeah. they should take the espionage one out because that could ruin, that, that's going to that's gonna ruin his whole life. And he he will just always be the, the guy who hacked the U.S. government's confidential information. But if they just uh, charge him something for hacking, it won't really be as bad. Yeah, I think this is um, I think this is a classic uh, people versus the the government thing that we see in TV and books and stuff. So, because like it seems like out of a movie. Yeah. To hear this stuff from you yeah. just hack into the government if you have enough skill and then expose everything if you wanted to. Yeah. Like yeah, I do you know? think the American government should set an example of him because we do not want this happening over and over and over again. Because this time it was what's happening in Iraq, but what if next time it's our like our confidential information, or um, I guess who's or what the president has in his secret files or whatever, right? So. I think this is going to be an opportunity for the government to set an example out of him using this trial so that this doesn't happen again. Because if they do pardon him, then people are like, oh, okay, I can just be pardoned if I find some crucial information. And it's, I guess, saying that the government did something bad so that people will know. Judge makes a really good point. I was thinking that it is probably easy for us to want to forgive him because we feel like uh, what he did was kind of helpful to the people, but that could uh, disencourage people from taking the government seriously and causing more harm than good in the future. And this could be applied to also Edwin, I mean, Ed Snowden and not to Michael Flynn because Michael Flynn, he exposed himself. He said, I did this. But yeah. he still got pardoned, which is confusing, Whoa. but understandable because he was Trump's past secretary advisor. That's why it confuses me that he got pardoned before the other two because he really he admitted to be guilty to lying twice, like he's done it twice. Oh, yeah. So it's like, why is he being pardoned and Julian Assange isn't? You know, it seems like an abuse of power on trump's part oh yeah definitely yeah but also this could come in handy because tulsi gabbard like she um tweeted out like hey you did this can you do this too so like we can grab him and be like you already did this and this was kind of like kind of whack so might as well do these because like his trial date january 4th is really close to the ending of trump's presidency yeah, and like this, and he would help because it's basically grabbing by grabbing him by the horns and say, "You did it. Now you got to do this too." And I think this is like a a really big turning point in kind of American history because two things have been confirmed. First is that America does, I guess, bad things overseas, or they paint themselves to be the heroes and they're really not. And second of all, um, we basically have Big Brother watching us at all times. You know, these were two, I guess, kind of rumors that we saw in movies and really nowhere else that have just been confirmed. 
So now it's as if we're living in a movie or our suspicions were always true. Yeah, and thanks to Edwin Snowden, he exposed that. And like say like, hey, the government is watching. And President President Obama fixed that. Thankfully. Yeah. Other than that, tune in to the rest of the show. We have some very interesting hot topics. And I'm Mr. Penguin. I'm George. I'm Onion. And I'm Billy. I'm Cherry. See you next time. This was the um, KCM Radio, The Voice of Townview. Check out our social medias too, which is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome back to KSB Radio, the voice of Townview. This is Annie. I'm Sit Lolly. I'm Oz. And I'm Didal. And today we are bringing you news from all around the world. So, uh, was it this week or November 30th? Instead of relying on diesel fuel provided by trucks at the Basque Chippewa, Mikisu Creek, and Fort Chippewa Metis First Nations decided to take it upon themselves and create a solar farm in their indigenous communities in Alberta, Canada. What do y'all think about that? I think what they're doing is that's actually a good thing to make like an impact because most people, like said before, in Canada, indigenous people are not really focused on. So I think it's good to go outside of different races and do stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like such a big step towards ditching fossil fuels and creating a healthier environment because as we all know, the world is like in a timer and we're running out of time. What do you think, Oz? I think it's it's good that, uh, like Annie said, that we're teaching fossil fuels because um as Annie said, uh the world is sort of on a timer and this could really help uh for that timer to extend or for just our everyday lives to be healthier and not have so much pollution and stuff like that. Solar farm is a great idea with um does it solar health save energy? Like I don't want to sound dumb, but does it? And Pretty much farms in general. If we wasn't on a pandemic, instead of like going to grocery stores and things like that, you could stay home, grow fruit. So, grow like your own food and your own products at farms. So, I think in order for everybody in the world to like come together, they should have a farm. Yeah, and this comes from the Good News Network. Mm hmm. And, which is known for like bringing news that you don't usually hear because, as we know, mainstream media is like full of coronavirus. Cause yes, and politics on our minds. So, another piece of good news, um, Annie, you want to share it with us? Yep. So, according to JapanToday.com, Japan recently announced that they're going to open a new Mario Kart theme park on February twenty first. So it was initially supposed to open with the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, but it was postponed because of the pandemic. And I just want to know, like, how do y'all feel about theme park opening, like, next year? Like, do y'all think it's too soon or, like, 
it's fine already? Um, I think it may be just just a little bit too soon, but not as much because February, I feel like the disease won't go away till March, no later than March. And like right now in Dallas, we have a high high case number of 2000. And I don't know what the case count is in Japan, but it may be too soon knowing that we're in the pandemic and people from all over the world probably would like to go see it because Mario theme park sounds cool to me. Like if it's like when I used to play the Wii Mario, that kind of reminds me. It seemed like it would be fun though. Yeah. Super Mario is like a big part of like most kids' childhoods. So it it would be cool, but you know, considering we're in a pandemic, it's just yeah, as uh the doll said, it would might be a little bit too early. Plus, um, kids are germy. <laughs> germy? <laughs> like, they are real germy. You think, like, a disease is nasty? They are just so germy. And they can, especially just being a Super Mario theme park, I can just see all the germ flying. We'll probably have a new disease created <laughs> with kids. <laughs> Yeah, well, I did some research on the Japan coronavirus cases, and they've been doing so well, like, the past few months. But, like, recently, there's been, like, a spike in cases. And, like, I don't know if that's going to affect the opening. Oh, wow. It probably will. How long have they been? Do you know how long they've been working on the theme park? Well, it was supposed to open this summer, but... Oh, yeah, I don't see that happening. Anytime soon. It seemed like at the beginning we all were scared because we were in 80 cases, but now we're in 2000 and it just seemed like it got worse as the year is ending. And even though 2021 comes up, just because it's January 1st in the new year it doesn't mean the disease is gone. Very true. So, this theme park idea is uh, it would, it, would seem a good idea if we weren't in a pandemic since like Cicladi said it was a part of a lot of people's childhood but because of uh COVID um I don't think people can enjoy it all that much because they're going to be scared and they're going to be worried if they go to the park what what will happen like if they'll get COVID but I feel like maybe with vaccines um, maybe it could be uh opened up and just going well by February since it it's not it's not gonna open till next year. So I think by next year, maybe Japan might have their stuff together. Well, with vaccines, it's real. It really only helps you from stop dying, maybe. But I think we actually need a cure. Like we need a cure to Corona. But that may never happen. Like, um, I remember influenza, the flu, it was a big pandemic, too. I heard. But they still don't have a cure to the flu, but they have things that can help stop the symptoms and cure. But that being said, in Scotland, they have became the first country to make period products free. Despite in legislation, all started with Monica Lennon. And I think making period products free could be helpful. And but I feel like with period products being free, it will be a shortage of products. So what do y'all feel? Do y'all think they should be free or how do y'all feel about that? I mean, coming from, you know, a girl who experiences periods, you know, every month or so. Yeah, I think they should be free. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good policy. I mean, they're just trying to provide women with basic hygiene products. And, like, it's just a basic health thing. Um, Dadal, do you know um, how Monica Lennon, like, started this or something? So it all started with, like, a protest on, you know, women being respected for their bodies, making sure that... um Period shouldn't be like something disgusting to men and make sure the government proves that um we're taking pe- care of people with period pre- period packs. Okay. Right. But that all started to lead to her 
I think it's called writing a bill, writing a bill. She wanted for all products to be free and she got as she wished. So the government will now make them free. But the only thing I was confused on, period products being free, how did the people who make products get paid for what they do? Or will the government have to fund them? I think that it is a, a health thing. Like if it were me, um, like some uh, personal health thing for me, I know I would want it free since it occurs uh, continuously. I think that this is a, a good choice to make it free and that everyone should be free since it is just health, personal health, and it happens continuously. Agreed. Where where did you hear this from? Me? Oh. Yeah. I have first <laughs> I first had heard that it was on one of the Dallas news stories because it's like such a big thing. Then it went on to CNN. And then I saw it off like, you know, one of the local news stories. And I was reading this feminist page where it showed me about it. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm glad this policy was passed because in social media all the time I see like girls and women always saying how they wish these products were free because it's not like we have a choice. And it's not cheap. Yeah. Like it has like there's a lot of taxes on it as well that are very unnecessary. So now moving on to uh something about COVID. Um it's Wednesday. The UK became the first country to approve the of a vaccine for covid and mass injections would begin next week so what do y'all think of that so oh i got i do got a question when you said the uk like mass injections could start next week are you talking about for them or like are we getting injections too well, the injections are for to be spread out amongst everybody I think it's a good idea to stop symptoms, but it's depending on how many people are willing to take it. Because it's not if people are not willing to take it, then it's not going to be helpful. Well, adding on to that, the uh, the final analysis of phase three trial of a vaccine shows mm-hmm. that it was ninety five percent effective in preventing infections, even in older adults, and caused no serious safety concerns. Uh, Pfizer said this last month. Do you mean Pfizer? Because <laughs> I think the P is silent. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Or uh, I remember. Um, I was hearing on the news about it where they were saying the people who will first get the vaccine are your doctors who are working to cure the corona, have patients, and your senior citizens kind of like what you was mentioning but what i do want to ask y'all teachers have mentioned that they are putting their health on the line too there so do y'all think they should be part of the group that first get the vaccine well i think it's everybody's choice like you could choose to take the vaccine or not because there's so many people saying that they won't take it or they don't want to take it and obviously like there's so many things that could go wrong but at the same time like it could go right and you could like get it and you'll just have less of a risk agree anybody else i think this should be like up there but not like completely the first Mm -hmm. because you know as someone who like personally knows a teacher like outside of school <laughs> um they like i don't know their immune systems is kind of well actually i don't know but you know mm-hmm. their immune system is like a bit iffy especially for an elementary school teacher yeah so i'm not sure elementary teachers for sure because most like i say kids are germy so yeah. <laughs> so most little kids probably don't even know to keep their mask on because like pretty much we never been in a pandemic before. Um, I believe that uh that the, the first people that should probably get the vaccines are the people that are 
obviously giving out the vaccines and the doctors that are helping to helping to uh, cure or help with uh, uh, people who have COVID. So I think that the doctors should be should get the vaccine and then other people like the public should choose whether or not they whether or not they want the vaccine or not. Yes. Well, overall, I think it's good to have some hope out there after this crazy year. So unfortunately, this is all the time we have today. Once again, thank you for joining us at KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. This is Annie. I'm Sivali. I'm Oz. I'm Dadal. All the hits are here. This is Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Hey, this is Ariana Grande. This is Drizzy. All the hits are right there. KSBM Radio. Hi everyone, I'm VSPR and welcome back to KBM Radio, the voice of Townview. Today we're going to be covering sports and entertainment news and these are my team members. I'm SK. I'm Pluto. I'm CJ. I'm CBU. Um, so I guess we can get uh, started real quick with, um, you know, the, the main thing I think everyone's been talking about Nate Robinson and Jake Paul's fight. Um, yeah, what do y'all think about that? I think it was great. <laughs> so, um, my uh, I had a conversation with my brother about uh that fight, and um, he talked about how he t- he talked about with his, he talked with his friend saying about how there are some people out there who have no idea who Nate Robinson is and now will forever know him as the guy that got knocked out by Jake Paul. And I feel like that just, oh, that's just so unfortunate. And, and for it to be Jake Paul, like, come on. And, and the way he was knocked out too, that was so dirty that he did him dirty. Like that was, that's embarrassing. And Nate Robinson got knocked down like two times. But yeah. then the, the third one, he got KO'd. He's just like, God, the memes were funny. <laughs> Bro, yes, I see those memes everywhere. Like, <laughs> like I saw this, I, like, cause the main fight that day was Mike Tyson, right? Mike Tyson, and yeah. uh, I forget the guy's name. I don't know who he is. But I saw, I saw a meme where after the fight, they put, they cropped in his body, like his, like, yeah, his I don't know, body. Like, like his knocked out body behind Mike Tyson and the other guy after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's crazy, bro. That, that's, uh, I don't know. But I mean, they did, they did underestimate Jake Paul. Yeah. Like, a lot of people from, like, his other careers, that a lot of people didn't think, well, a lot of people didn't know he was training. Mm-hmm. So then that gave him, that was just basically, like, they just think, oh, the other guy will win automatically, like, he's been training. We know he's been training. He's won other fights. I mean, he was excited. It's the after party or whatever, I guess. But, I mean, it was kind of cool to see something like you didn't – a lot of people wasn't really rooting for you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you you showed up. You proved them, like, that you was actually taking the time to train and better yourself in this sport, and this is what you want to be about. Uh, yeah, and is um is Jake Paul, like, like trying to do, like, uh, professional boxing now? Or, like, what are you- um, I'm not. I'm not sure, but I remember he did fight KSI maybe about two years or a year back. I remember mm-hmm. that. I think a lot of people forgot about that. That was his brother, Logan Paul. Was oh, Logan, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. That was Logan. Um, Jake fought his I mean, uh, KSI's little brother. Who won that fight? <laughs> edgy, edgy. There you go. Who won that fight between uh, uh, Jake and Edgy or whatever? I, have, I forgot. 
Um, so I, I think I think if anything with these fights, my bad. Um, you're good. Okay. Um, I think if anything with these fights is that they're really relevant for like a few months, and then everyone forgets <laughs> about them for like three years. Yeah. Literally, just or, or until someone makes a meme or use it in like their YouTube little edits when something funny happens. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. it won't be like a real memory. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bring up um the the Cowboys in football. Um, I haven't seen anything recently of the Cowboys, but I know that they've been losing a lot. And also, they lost their. I think he's the quarterback, Dak Prescott. Uh, uh-huh. his leg, and they didn't have a replacement for him. Like the replacement for him got injured uh, before he could replace Dak Prescott. So they're really down right now. How many yeah, wins? When they did have their quarterback, they were like, well, everyone in my house that watches the game on Sundays, they're. Woohoo, loud yelling, we're winning, we're mm-hmm. winning. Then all of a sudden, boom. Losing streak, there's nothing but quiet. At this point, the, the yelling is anger. Like, yeah. we're not winning. What could we do? At, at this point, I feel like they're just playing to be playing because they know, they know like, what's going to change at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I never really heard of Dallas, you know, having, like, a true winning streak and then being able to keep it going, you know? Like, I feel like it's always been that way with the Dallas Cowboys. They've always been that team. Well, they'll win a couple of games, you know, it'll be good for a hot minute, and then as soon as they play, like, that next game, that winning streak is gone. It's gone. There. I agree. Like it's never a like. I don't even think they won't. Like, they can win. Well, have they even made it to like the playoffs? Um. Yeah, I can't honestly. Like, I, I agree with Pluto. Like, I, I can't honestly remember. Like, I don't made it so. to the playoffs. I don't think so. I probably not. I that just stands to my point. Like, I don't want to say they're not a good football team. I just feel like the fame makes them like the following, the supporters, the fans. It makes them seem like they got it in the bag. This is a good team. Like every year, they'll bring home a championship. But it's not. It's the games are not clicking. It's always something they're doing wrong, or if they are doing something right, something has to go wrong. That just surprises me the most about the Dallas Cowboys is that they have this huge fan base, but they aren't that great at playing football. Like, I'm so confused as to how that happens. Yeah, that's and I agree with that because, like, I know a lot of uh, my family, like, like, like fully support the Dallas Cowboys. And it's like, like, why? Like, they don't, they're not the greatest team. And they're not great. And and then my 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 family's just like you know you gotta represent you know it's your it's your it's your city or whatever it's your it's your team. And I'm just like yeah I get that I guess but I mean I wouldn't want to represent a team that's bad. Um, uh, so personally, I like the Green Bay Packers only because of the color of their uniform. I don't know much about I don't know much about sports. I just like the colors of their uniform, the green and yellow. I think it's cool. I agree with SK. I really don't know much about sports, anything like that. And, like, the only team I can say that I know is the Patriots, and that's only because of what happened with Aaron Hernandez in the documentary. Oh, yeah, the documentary with Aaron Hernandez. Really, I haven't – what's it about? I haven't watched it. Yeah, me either. Really good. Um, it talked about the murder. It talked about how he probably suffered from CTE, which is a brain, you know, issue football players have because of all the impact that they're taking. You know, playing games. And, you know, they're constantly running into each other, so you know they have lots of concussions and it causes a lot of brain damage. And, you know, it can cause depression. It can cause aggression. It can cause many, many more things that we saw. 
in Aaron, that was that were seen in Aaron Hernandez behind the scenes because you know when he's playing football, it seems like this. Oh, he's a star, you know, player. He's a star tight end. He does all these amazing things for the uh, for the Patriots. And then off the field, it's like he does a one eighty, and you're like, where is this coming from? And it turns out it was most likely CTE. Well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say, but like, how you go from murdering someone to playing football? <laughs> like, you don't ever just see, like think about if he was in his shoes. We supposedly commit a murder. Boom. We sign a deal, make some money, play some ball. What? Like, how do you live with yourself after that? Like. I, I could never. The thing that got me was he committed that murder, those that dumb homicide down in Boston about a month before he got a $40 million contract from the Patriots. Exactly. And it goes to show that, like, the team, I mean, I I guess you could, he probably got away with it, or they would, the um in Boston, they was probably still investigating the double homicide. But, like, it goes to show, like, are the coaches even thinking about background checks? Are they even, like, digging deeper to where he came from? Or are you, are you just trying to get a championship, get a trophy? You know I what think I'm saying? They, they probably want a trophy. Honestly, like, like I, I agree with both of y'all. That, that's I – don't, I don't see, you know, a reason to do that because, like, dude is, like, a good player, right? But – like, bro just killed three people. Like, uh, Pluto said he, he, he killed one person and then he got a double homicide. But he's out here, like, playing football, like, smashing into people like it was nothing. Like, just, like, just that, just knowing that kind of scares me. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. But. Yeah, he, was, he definitely had a lot of screws loose being able to, kill somebody, and then go back and just start playing football like nothing happened. Yeah. Well, moving forward from the sports topics, we'll be moving into entertainment. And one thing I would like to discuss that corresponds with the Dallas Cowboys is their dancers. So the coach from them, they have their own TV show showcasing what they go through in their everyday practice, game day routine, and everything but they soon to be dismantling it because the coach feel like they're more as eye candy and more sexualized. So she wants them to be more focused on their their skills and their and you know their actual dancers. Like they aren't just meant to be on the ha- on the field during halftime just to like please. I mean that is what they signed up to do, but at the same time they're wanting to be. They want to dance, like, eventually move forward, go to concerts and dance for people, like, be unstair such. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that kind of corresponds with entertainment because, yeah, she's going. the show might be ending soon, but I did see a commercial about them doing another season. So I don't know if this might be the last season, but, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, I agree with you, C2, because, like, they're professionals, you know, like, I'm, like, obviously they have talent, they're professionals, but them doing that stuff with the Cowboys, it kind of, uh, sexualizes them, and I, I feel like that's kind of wrong, like, in any profession, like, you shouldn't be sexualized for doing your job, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to explain? always been that way with players and I'm not saying that it's their fault that they're being sexualized because it's not but the world has always sexualized them when it comes to sports especially because you know they have their cheerleading outfits on and you know they're exposing a good amount of skin so people have always been like ooh ah you know I can't eat like CTU said and you know I agree with what they're trying to do with them like Pay attention to more of what they're doing on the field rather than what they look like. Like, pay attention to their talent and skill, not the amount of skin that they're showing. Yeah, I agree with Pluto. But what kind of movies, what kind of new movies have you seen this past month? I want to go see The Crew. Am I seeing it right? 
Yeah. It's a nice one. Yeah, it's the crudes. Yeah. Um, if you're into, like, if you're more into that, like, I want to say kiddish because it's not anyone can watch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you have a sense of humor to watch it and you watch the first one, I feel like you will really enjoy it. It just came into the theaters, um, I believe, last. It recently just came into the theaters because, you know, with COVID and everything, they just opened everything back up mm-hmm. with guidelines, of course. But it was a good movie. Very funny. Very heartfelt. New characters, you know. Well, what, did, what did you watch it? I watched it at the movie theater. Because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about watching it myself, but... I have no idea where to watch it, and I'm not. Sh- I'm not too sure about actually going to the theater. I'm to see where I can find it online. Yeah, uh-huh. going to the theater seems a little risky right now. And I know that Warner Bros. Y'all know the movie company. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. are actually going to start releasing their films on HBO Max as well as in theaters. So a lot of people are bringing the movies to your home rather than you having to go out and um, you know buy movie tickets and actually you know, risk getting COVID-19 in order to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. That reminds me, um, actually, I saw on Twitter, I think uh, just the other day, maybe yesterday, I saw that uh, it was on trending or on the news or just whatever. It said that Warner Bros. was planning on releasing its 2020 movie lineup all at once on HBO or wherever they're doing it. Their entire lineup for the for the year, for 2021. Yeah. All at once. And I I think that's exciting. Not that we necessarily know what their 2021 lineup is, but that gives us something to watch, something to do. Yes, I very much agree with that. It's case like that. I mean, they do prevent COVID, but at the same time, we're, with entertainment-wise, that's, it's like, it's very much, you getting a buttload of movies at one time so it's like you can binge watch a lot of people are at home like this is actually something people are probably looking forward to mm-hmm. and, and, I, and that reminds me um or the way i've always felt about netflix right netflix has mm-hmm. a bunch of really good shows and movies that you've already seen right they don't have a lot of like new movies or new things unless they're Netflix originals, of course. And I feel like there's so much on Netflix that just no one watches and that no one's ever heard of. And it's just on there and it's taking up space for movies that we could be having. And I feel like that's very unfortunate. I feel like Netflix could update more like, cause they're so quick to add something new, but instantly like in a flash, they instantly take it off. And I'm just like, we, and then when the hype comes, it's because Netflix doesn't have it anymore. It's like Hulu and all these other, like, Fire Sticks, like, all these other different companies that you can watch on have it now, but it was originally on Netflix. Or at this point, it was on Netflix, but since everybody's giving it hype and talking about it, where else can I find it if it's not on any other um, TV program. And plus, Netflix really has a habit of, you know, like CTU said, of removing like, good shows off of Netflix as soon as they start getting the hype. Like, I remember a couple of months ago, they started removing all of these really, really good shows that were doing really well. They just suddenly took it off. You know, you had um, Get Down, I think, with Jaden Smith, and then oh, yeah. Chewing Gum. Shows like that. Like, they remove things for almost no reason as soon as they start to get hype, which I think is really, really weird. One thing I can say, though, is that they're, they are renewing the seasons that everyone has been looking for because, you know, production has been set way back due to the pandemic, of course. But now that there's, we have precautions, we can start recording again and, you know, working together. They're releasing like All Americans, a movie called After We Collided, and this show called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't know if any of y'all heard those, but yeah, those are my favorite. So, um, kind of going, you know, back a little bit, but a little bit forward too. You guys were talking about how, you know, they're adding a bunch of shows, but at the same time, they're taking them away, and I feel like that leads to an oversaturation of things on Netflix, which is. I mean, I don't know if you guys have, like, seen the memes and the jokes, but have you guys ever, like, 
being on Netflix, actually trying to find something to watch, and you'll be there for like like thirty minutes, like uh, like a few hours maybe, and you still can't find anything. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like them doing that really leads to that oversaturation to where there's so much you just can't find something you really like. I mean, it all depends on what country you live in. Because um, Netflix has this uh, thing where, where which, wherever country you live on, it has different uh, movies that they removed from other countries for some reason. Yeah, they have different TV shows, different movies. And for different countries. So I know on TikTok, I've seen this one thing that was like, if you change your location or something, like to Canada or something, you'll get different movies. Yeah, you're... Or movies that, yeah. or, or movies that been out that's on cable, but you don't have cable, you can see it on there. I mean, that's cool, but who wants to go through the trouble of changing their location? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have different servers right. for different countries, and then you have to change your VPN yeah. and go through this entire process just to be able to get on a different side of Netflix for a different country. Mm-hmm. Like, that is too yeah, much me, work. I'm not going to do all of it. Nope. But yeah, that is all the time we have for today, you guys. I'm CDU. I'm VSPR. I'm CJ. I'm Pluto. And I'm SK. Same time, same place next week.